sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome to Spooky Sundays. It's that time of the evening yet again where you join your hosts, myself, Anne Rekovich, and the delightful Renata Daniel. And we have got a show for you this evening, but we are currently on a plane flying to New Zealand. The, Thank goodness. Isn't it amazing, the technology that I know. we can talk to them? From a plane from in the air. An aeroplane? Yes. Oh, no. Um, now, what we've done is because we don't want you guys to miss out, is that we are going to tell you all about our trip to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So we have got a show for you where we're going to tell you about all of the different locations we're going to go and visit, mm-hmm. the ghost stories behind mm-hmm. them who we're going to meet, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, we'll have a jolly good old time. What do you reckon? Absolutely. And, of course, when we return, there will be plenty of YouTube things to watch. YouTube, Yeah, and uh, we'll tell you more. We'll we'll tell you if we discovered anything on our journeys. Yep. We're... um, It'll be called Anne and Renata's Misadventures, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a bit of a double entendre Mm -hmm. because we have Miss because we are females. We're married, it should be Mrs. Adventures, but Miss Adventures and also the fact that we keep stuffing things up all the time. So there mm-hmm. is a few misadventures along the way. That's what makes it fun. It is. Well, yeah, sometimes. But at the time, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. At the time, it's scary. So I'm just hoping that this time our hire car is there waiting for us, unlike England, where mm-hmm. we've arrived at like 10 o'clock at night, gone yep. and got our bags, headed to go and pick up the car and waited in line for the person in front of us who was taking forever and then finally got there and they've gone, here you go, here's your car and it's in Bay 16, so we've wandered out in the freezing cold. Oh, it was chilly. And what was in that Bay 16? Absolutely freaking nothing. Nothing. It was empty. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Oh, what was, is there another okay, base 16? Is, is this, what's going on here? Yeah, so uh, we um, mm. then wandered back inside and said, oh, there's no car in that bay. And he went, oh, are you sure? <laughs> I thought, are we, are we that stupid? Mm. So um, he sort of came out and went, oh, no, there isn't. <laughs> oh, geez, thanks. Thanks, mate. Mm. Uh, and so uh, he then said, oh, no, no, we'll fix that up. We'll get you another car. And we got a rather flash one. Mm-hmm. It was a Piogot. Pe- I think, mm. if I remember correctly, a, pe- a Peugeot. Yeah, Peugeot. Uh, and uh, so we got into that one. We go, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I like this. It's pretty blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we couldn't work out how to actually get it into reverse. Or never mind how to drive it. Everything oh. was on the wrong side of the steering wheel because it was European cars. So we were putting on the windscreen wipers instead of the blinkers. And... Um, Eventually, we got out. We worked out there was a collar that you had to lift up to get it into reverse and uh, headed out the gates. But in the meantime, we'd found out that there was no accommodation for the first night. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Last time we arrived in England, I arrived a day early, if I remember correctly. (laughs) We had no accommodation as well. We're going to have to get this right. But we are arriving in New Zealand uh, late again. Yes. So it will be late. So we can't actually get to the destination we wanted to get to because that would be another 90 minute trip. Yeah. Uh, and so we decided to stay very close into uh, where the airport is yeah. so that we can just rest up and uh, start early in the morning after a good breakfast. Yeah. yeah. So it probably, um, like the, the plane's taking off at 5.37 and 5.35 in the afternoon from Sydney. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's that long a flight. So we may have landed in New Zealand by the time this show goes to air. Mm. Um, but yes, we pick up the car and we're going into uh, Mount Richmond Hotel. Mm-hmm. Nice little cheap Bajay one. <laughs> we do Bajay so well. <laughs> and we're heading to our first haunted uh, accommodation tomorrow night. Yes, 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 that's right. So we shall be reporting from there. Yeah. Uh, and we're also meeting the team from Haunted New Zealand. We are. We're meeting the team from Haunted New Zealand and we're also going to, later at the other end of the week, we're going to meet the, the team from Haunted Auckland. Yes. The hags. Yes. So it's very exciting that we're going to 
uh, meet up with all these people, but we're we're uh, hopefully going to explore some of the places. One of them is called Alberton House, which we're going to tell you about later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Queen's Ferry Hotel. Mm-hmm. There's even some haunted witches statues. Yes, which I'm going to tell you about Ooh. shortly. Yes. Uh, but the, our first official night will be at the Lady Bowen Guest House yes. with the gorgeous Barbara of Haunted New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, who sent me a message today saying, um, oh, where are you staying in Rotorua? And I thought it was when it said Barbara, I thought it was our Barb from um, our team members. And um, last time they found out where we were staying somewhere, they sent champagne, wine, Moscato, <laughs> oh, a did. tray of sweets and um, cheese and salamis. And, and I wrote back saying, I don't know if I trust you to tell you where we're going to stay <laughs> because I don't want you to be sending stuff again because mm-hmm. you can't, don't, don't be spending so much money on us. And then she's replied, I don't know what you don't know why you don't trust me. <laughs> I realised it was Barb from yeah. Barbara from New Zealand. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's see the misadventures are starting already. Yes, yes. Uh, but then we're we're going to stay there at the Lady Bowen Guest House, uh, we'll, which we'll tell you about later in the show, uh, and. We are allowed to investigate. Yes. And she's happy for us to film. Yes. Which we're ever so grateful for. And and we'll do an interview with her as well because we'd like to really know why uh, she bought the guest house in the first place and what she has found in the time that she's been there. Yeah, so you can look forward to that one. Mm. Uh, And look, no trip to New Zealand is complete without a trip to Hobbiton. Yes. Yeah, you've not been to Hobbiton. No, I have not. Have you read The Lord of the Rings? No. Have you watched the movies? Yes. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it would be a bit wasted. But even if you haven't, it is beautiful. And um, I saw it, last time I saw it was before they filmed The Hobbit. Uh So they have built more onto it. When I was there, they were building the the Shire, the the inn Mm -hmm. um, that's there. We could see it off in the different difference in the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we yeah. had to pre-book tickets for that too, didn't we? Yes, yes. And we we were going to treat ourselves. Oh, weren't we? Just we, it was going to be awesome. That was going to be one of the things that we said. You know, let's spend a little bit of extra money and have an extra special experience. Yeah. And it was all sold out. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a daytime tour. It was like, well, you're getting that. Just be bloody grateful. Yeah, that's true. Uh, look, there's so much we've got to talk about. There, we've got a um, New Zealand's Pompeii and Renata and I are going to get our bikinis on. But we'll tell you more as the show goes on. <laughs> Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. You're back on the spookiest hour of Sunday night in Australia. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Now, Renata, where are you taking us on our Auckland, New Zealand adventure? Well, I'm taking us to the Domain in Auckland. And I'm going to tell you about the story of the three witches. So this comes from a... crackle and pop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a hex now, aren't I? Oh, you are. This actually comes from a book by Mark Walbank, and he is a uh, New Zealand para- paranormal researcher. And, uh, and investigator, yeah. An yep. investigator, and he has written a book called Talking to Shadows, mm-hmm. um, which he uh, donated to me. Um, thank you, Mark. Oh, yeah. And I have got, gotten permission to read this story. Yes, you do. Yep. But um, what else did you find in that book, Renata? Are you? Me. Mm. Yes, You're I submitted it. a story. You did. Finally, I, I, I actually wrote something because I have this fear of writing. So um, I'm getting over it mm-hmm. because I'm being forced to. But, uh, yeah, I back then I was part of... Quantum States Paranormal, which was in between Eastern States Paranormal (laughs) and Frightfully Good. Mm. Uh, That was when my husband and I decided to become a team because we're sick of other people. (laughs) Right. And I found Renata. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Oh, and it's been legendary ever since. Well, it has. This is the longest I've been in a team without break. (laughs) That is true. It is true. We're we're like up to our six years. No, it's more than that. Six or seven years or something. It was eight years. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, heavens. Oh, no. Anyway. Get on with the story, Renata. You're wasting time. You're waffling. So there are stories that have been wafting around in time of three witches who in the 1800s were hanged from trees in swampland, which has now become the beautiful and iconic Auckland Domain. 
So some have heard of a tall, very thin figure that is seen roaming amongst the trees at night. Oh, that would be me, Disappearing the into the shadows. Claims of horrifying human-like howls and growling have oh. come from a darkness frightening joggers. What oof, are freaking oof. joggers doing there in well, the middle of the that, night? This is what happens. People shouldn't oh, jog. It's no. dangerous for your health, right. obviously. One witness claimed to have seen a dark, thin shadow making a hissing sound one pitch black night as it leaped from branch to branch through the trees around the three statues. I have heard from a few people of their experience whilst walking through the park late at night of being startled by something up in the trees rustling and shaking the branches. Hello, I'm Russell. Like there was something climbing or swinging up high. But... God, you know you vision. can't just read this. Oh, I've got to give you the, the sound effects. So even the four high-vis vested security guards that came over with their high-beam torches to check out my reasons for being there in the dark late at night taking photos. I have to admit, my high had, beams are on when it's cold too. Had heard of it. Before I'd even mentioned why I was there, they asked me if I knew about the hanging witch story. One of them wouldn't have been in his mid to late 30s and mentioned how his mum had told him as kids about the oh, witches yeah, my in mom the domain. told me about that. I s- <laughs> what accent was that? That was my New Zealand accent. Do you want to say fish and chips? Oh, God. I s- oh. I can count to ten. Oh, I Five certainly pops. stop it. I certainly it is certainly is a story that has gained much traction through the years without any actual physical evidence captured. We decided to try and dig up some information on this fascinating, uh, fascinating year old years old story to see if any light would be shed on it. Renata, yes, did they shed light on it? They did. Oh, they did. I'm excited now. So some replied that they'd never heard of the oh, three witches. So they, they posted on Facebook and said, if anybody knows anything about this, please let us know. I love how you talk faster when I try to put things in. Yes. Slow yes. down. They can't understand so you. Some, some, and I've got a dodgy tooth too. Some people... <laughs> she does. I've got very dodgy We're going to be doing some more filming with the butts, <laughs> And if it falls out for that, it's going to be really oh. awkward. Um, some people replied they'd never heard of the three witches and that they were more than likely some of the homeless people living rough in that area Probably. who were the ones scaring the children. Uh, according to some, no one had ever been hanged for witchcraft in New Zealand's history. Yeah, now, it was sort of odd, wasn't it? Mm, so that, that they would have witches hung like they were yeah, hanged. I, when I listened to that um, title, I went, what? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I did too. I, I was really confused but it would make sense that if there were homeless people living in the area and you started going near their habitat their little abode that they'd go get you know to to try and scare you away yeah so one reader said that he attempted to stir up the witch's wrath and he writes when you get there pull over onto the left and turn off your lights the three witches are right in front of you between the trees they move shake and sometimes scream (laughs) If you want to impress the girls, you had to get out and see who could get the closest. If the guy had been a tryhard all night, you'd drive off and watch them yell and sprint after the car. Good times. (laughs) That sounds like a hoot. The scenario of the witches being experienced when the car headlights were turned off seemed to be a reoccurring theme in the stories we received. So other others expressed their childhood familiarity of the location and its stories. So one wrote, I don't have any information on it, but I most certainly remember them. They were very popular in my time as a teen, probably around 1999, 2000s. They always intrigued me. So, oh my God, we used to go on the witch cruise all the time when I was younger. I think I might have seen it once, but I knew straight away what it was. Oh, that's a cruise you could do, Renata. Yes. Because it's cruising in cars. <laughs> and then the, another person went, I went up to the domain one late hot Saturday night oh, hot. to enjoy the view with a friend. Ooh, a policeman a nice followed us up the hill and suggested we leave because druggies are usually about at that time. Oh dear. Um, and some claim to have actually seen them. And so they say, the strange thing I noticed was the ragged nature of the clothing the women were wearing hanging from the tree. It's an uneasy feeling being down there in the evening. 
I have gone down in the daytime to investigate the tree I saw the three women hanging from. I was driving by one night in 1997 and I saw three girls dancing in a circle. They were dressed in what may have been goth attire or rags, but they looked silver grey. I bet somebody was filming a video or something. (laughs) Yep. At the time, I thought they may have just painted themselves up or something. These girls and women seemed to move in a weird way, and the colour of them didn't seem right. They looked like they'd been spray-painted with grey or silver paint. We decided to turn around and see if we could talk to them, but they were gone. I remember looking across at them and thinking, what effing planet are these chicks from? (laughs) Thing is, I'm not all certain what I saw was real. Yeah. Right, so this is all happening in a secluded part of the domain. We hope to be able to go. We might only be able to get there during the day, but we will go. And it's not too far from the main duck ponds, and the duck ponds seem to be a catalyst for all of these things. Now, the sculpture they are talking about actually exists. Yeah, it's real. It is a sculpture of three women, and it's called the Tableau of the Three Muses, or commonly known as the Three Muses. Now, the sculptures were created to commemorate Auckland's centenary, and the middle muse symbolises the city finding its strength, while the muse on the left is holding out a bay leaf signifying wisdom, and the one on the right holds a cornucopia representing the bounty of the earth. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So the Auckland domain is Auckland's oldest park, and it's 75 hectares, So it's the largest in the city. Uh, It's located in the central suburb of Grafton and the park contains all of the explosion crater and most of the surrounding tough ring of the Pukekoa volcano. Oh, wow. Mm. Lots of volcanoes on it. So I hope you're prepared to have the island shake, rattle and roll. Renata, we've got to get to a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say to you that Pukekoa means hill of bitter memories. So that might be an association with the whole thing. That's that's really interesting. That is fascinating. Let's go. Thank you, Mark. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays. And we have to give a shout out to Thrive Broking. If you're looking for finance without all the scary parts, make sure you drop the gorgeous Emma a line at thrivebroking.com.au. And we have laid eyes on Emma now, and she is gorgeous <laughs> and she loves us, which we're you so are, grateful Emma. to you, Emma. You are awesome for looking after these two old bags. Uh, yeah, so let's get on with it now we are looking at now our first proper night's accommodation in Auckland so we've arrived we've stayed at the uh, Bouget one and now we're going to move on (laughs) to a nice little bed and breakfast yes so we met Barbara uh, a few years ago now at our very first online paranormal conference we ran. Yes. And she uh, put a hand up because we, we put out the thing out saying who would like to come and speak at our little conference. And we raised a lot of money for several charities mm-hmm. for that conference. Mm-hmm. We did well. Uh, and Barbara put a hand up. And so that's how we met her. And uh, she owns a beautiful, charming building called the Lady Bowen Guest House. Uh, So it's had a very interesting history. It's been a hotel, a backpackers, a dairy, a dairy, a dairy, a private home, a boarding house, an electrical repair workshop, a brothel, Oh, <laughs> uh, and and now finally it is a guest house, and uh, we get breakfast. Oh, oh I love getting breakfast. I do too. Uh, and we're going to investigate now. She's going to invite in some of the other team members to to possibly do some investigating. And we did say we probably won't be up to the wee hours of the morning because we're getting old now, and we like to have. <laughs> We'd like to have our nana naps, but we will definitely do some work and she'll be able to show us all the most interesting places. But let me tell you a little bit about it. So it was named after the Contessa Diamantia Bowen. Now, how's that for a name? I know, right? Diamantia. 
Hattia, uh, who was the wife of Governor George Ferguson Bowen, who was the governor of the colony at the time. So they got the fancy house. It was one of the first hotels in the Thames area and stood on what was then the mainland road of Grahamstown, um, as that side of the Thames was known at the time. So the building was originally much smaller than what it is now. And in 1882, the proprietor, Mr. W. Marnie, dismantled the hotel. Dismantled? Okay, all posh now. Dismantled <laughs> it. He dismantled it, the bougie hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very patsy. And what's it, the other one? Um, oh, I don't know. Absolutely fabulous. Anyway, uh, dismantled the hotel and used the materials when rebuilding and expanding the hotel into a two-story building that we see today. Now, there's another place that we're going to talk about later on in the show where they dismantled a hotel and moved it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So this must be something they do, which I really like because it means that they're reusing the materials instead of wasting it. So after they'd finished, you know, removing it and rebuilding it and making it flasher and more fabulous, um, it made the paper. They were that impressed with it. They reported on the Thames Star on the 13th of September, 1882. And the quote says, Unquestionably, the Lady Bowen is one of the most complete and furnished hotels on the Thames. And in some matters, notably, the size and fitting up of the bedroom surpasses perhaps anything in Auckland. I, I, I'm assuming... That's got a good history. Yeah. Yeah, That's and it's T-H-A-M-E-S. I'm assuming mm-hmm. we say that Thames. Yeah, Thames, like, yeah. Thames, Thames, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they do in, uh, in... Jolly old England. That's probably why I've got all posh, you know. So today, the Lady Bowen Bed and Breakfast has historic places category two listing. So that would be like us with our National Trust houses, mm-hmm. where um, you can only do so many things to it before you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well Don't point. touch it! Don't well. touch it! <laughs> Well put. <laughs> Guests can stay a night or two or longer. And we actually wanted to stay two nights, but we just figured getting in at 11 o'clock at night and then driving 90 minutes yeah. in a, a, a country we didn't know yeah. Yeah. would not be a good idea because yeah. I was scarred from Heathrow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and it's now very comfortable accommodation. Uh, the layout of the building, as much as it was in 1882, with bedrooms and guest bedrooms upstairs and the bar. Oh, they've got a bar, Renata, which is now the <gasps> oh, guest lounge. No. That means they'll have coffee. Mm-hmm. And the dining room is downstairs. And uh, they've, they've tried to keep the integrity of the original building. So I'm excited to go and visit that. I'm even more excited. Like we You're were, excited it's a brothel, aren't we you? Were, no, we were planning to investigate, but when we got the um, message from Barb to say, can we have team members there to investigate yeah. with you? Oh, it's taking it to another level. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a party. It's going to be really, really good. And then we'll crash at 12. and <laughs> get You guys keep going. But We're I mean, right. 12 o'clock for us is actually going to be 10 o'clock on our body clock. So we should be okay. Yeah. We might make it till 12.30. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But after we've <coughs> sorry, finished there, we the next morning, after we, I'm, I'm sure the uh, landlord will let us sleep in a little bit mm-hmm. um, and have a nice breakfast, we get to jump in the car and head to Hobbiton. <gasps> Do you know much about Hobbiton? No, I don't. Please, let me tell you. Uh, so there is this nice young fella called Sir Peter Jackson, uh, and they needed to find somewhere that would uh, represent Hobbiton. Mm-hmm. Now, Hobbiton is the, the place where the halflings, uh, which are short versions of uh, humans mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with big hairy feet, yes. and they're all going to hate me because I'm not, I'm not doing a good description of what a hobbit is, mm-hmm. and they're very good gentle folk, uh, and they needed to, to represent the beauty of the countryside that they lived in, and what better place mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. New Zealand? Mm-hmm. And what they actually found is the the scouts went out and started looking and they found a sheep farm, a 1,250-acre sheep oh farm. My gosh, that's a big sheep farm. That's, that's <laughs> a lot of sheep uh, in the heart of Waikato. Waikato, I know it as Matamata mm-hmm. because I know that we had to go to Matamata to buy our tickets mm-hmm. and then we had to drive out to where the sheep farm is and they had a really nice cafe. Oh, good. That's a good cafe, good food. Yeah. 
good coffee. Uh, I remember that more than anything. But what they did is they built the Shire, as it's known, in this paddock. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a tree. So they have the, the meeting tree and it's very pivotal and where they have their celebrations and everything in mm-hmm, Hobbiton. Mm-hmm. And um, this tree was created down to the leaf to be exactly as Peter Jackson wanted it. Oh, wow. Uh, and when we were there, there were a f- some of the leaves had fallen on the ground. They're fake leaves. Yeah. And the guide picked up a couple and said, here, take these home. I've still got those leaves. Oh. I took photos of me holding the leaf in front of the tree and, and to show that it was because it had a little white dot on it uh-huh. so that I could prove it was really from that tree. So it's going to be worth a fortune when, we, when it's uh, famous one day. Mm-hmm. But they've built the little hobbit houses, uh, the round doors, brightly coloured, beautiful gardens, paths, a little... It is just... What's that song? A Slice of Heaven, which Mm -hmm. I think we've already played. Mm -hmm. Um, You are going to adore it. Okay. Photographic. There is so many opportunities. We will go nuts. I Mm -hmm. wish we could have got the evening tour, but the day tour is going to be just as good as long as it's not raining. Look, it's it's better than nothing. Yeah. But look, we've got to get off to a song. So um, after this, we're going to head into another part of New Zealand. But stay with us. We'll be back shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And we're back with the very special Spooky Sundays New Zealand show with your hosts Anne and Renata. We're looking at some of the places that we are going to be visiting when we are on our trip to New Zealand, which will be in the air right now as you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one of the places we are staying at, and it was one specific one I wanted to get back to because um, I went a few years ago. I want to say a few years ago, it's probably 10 years ago now, with uh, my husband and a daughter and son, and also my friends Simeon and Graham. And they had said we need to stay at this Princess Gate in Rotorua. Uh, and now that I've sort of learnt a bit more about it, I, I didn't realise at the time it was haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Simeon and Graham got to stay in the older part of the hotel, but because we were a family, we had to go into the, the newer part because we didn't have a room big enough for the four of us back then. Uh, so this time, yeah, we have made sure that we have booked into the old part. So did um, Simeon say that they encountered anything while they were there? I vaguely remember him saying he had the ooky spookies about it because mm-hmm. Sim does pick up on uh, that sort of energy. So, uh, yes, he did say that he felt something. But this house uh, was actually originally built in 1897 and it was 120 kilometres north of Rotorua. So it wasn't actually in Rotorua, but it was made from the Kauri timber, which um, was supposed to be absolutely beautiful sort of timber. Mm. Uh, it was in a very thriving town in New Zealand and um, had a lot of uh, gold mined activity around the place. So um, there was you know, quite a bit of uh, wealth coming into the town. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was called the New Central Hotel and it later on became came the Princess Gate, but they actually, um, well, it had 75 bedrooms originally and they would have distinguished mining officials there. Um, They had big names that would turn up. They had big weddings and social functions. At one stage, they even had somebody who uh, bought the hotel, or I think it was passed down actually, uh, to Nellie Budd, who was uh, an operatic singer. And she would host uh, parties and entertain her guests with with lots of opera. Oh, very so nice. we might have to use some opera as a, a trigger. trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you want me singing the Borjamo. No, 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 that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. do. Yeah. All right. Uh, and yeah, we'll see if we can get some sort of action happening with that. But they both died from the influenza epidemic that was sweeping through that area in 1918. So then uh, it was purchased again by some more people and went through yet another little bit of a change. Um, 
they the the town was still thriving with the miners and they made up most of the the population it seemed nothing could go wrong but demise was literally just around the corner with bars involved in price hiking upset wives unruly behavior and a general discontent of threat of losing liquor licenses being a possibility and uh there was sort of apathy amongst everyone there and uh they they didn't vote and because they had this thing about the liquor licenses where people were going to vote and not enough people voted and they end up losing their liquor license so that was sort of the the demise of the new central hotel uh and it it had yeah quite a few different reincarnations i'm just trying to quickly scroll through all my notes here but there um this particular hotel was demolished but when i say demolished it was taken apart transported across the country and then rebuilt at the front of the gates of this beautiful thermal park mm-hmm. in Rotorua mm-hmm. and it is beautiful uh, it's got like the white wrought iron and um, beautiful wood and I remember walking into the, the hotel and there was this roaring fire and this gorgeous staircase that went up into the the nice rooms where the the people who could afford those rooms went. That wasn't where we went. (laughs) Uh, And it did have a certain vibe to it. And I remember Roman sitting down there with Simeon and Graham and Alex and they were sipping on gin and uh, scotch and it was a very opulent sort of feel to the Mm -hmm. whole thing. But it is haunted. And there is a spectral woman that tends to turn up And it's said that she has sent strong men fleeing white-faced from their beds. Now, the room in particular that we need to worry about is room 29. I'm not sure what room we are going to end up in. But if we do end up in room 29, Renata, we're going to have to do something. Yes. What are we going to do? We have to find a single man and take them up there with us because they only appear to single men, apparently. Oh, we might have to pay for that. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) You could pay for that. <laughs> I, d- I doubt it's going to happen any other way. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether we're, we're actually going to see this, uh, but this there's been many, many people that have reported seeing this particular ghost. Uh, but, I mean, we can always ask someone if they want to come up with us. I don't know how safe it would be. But, anyway, my whole thing for Rotorua with Renata... Is the smell. Is the smell. I am going to set up a camera inside the car. And as we get closer to Rotorua, we're going to be videoing Renata's reaction. Because I know I keep saying it, but until you have experienced Rotorua, you can't, you can't, share it with other people like you just can't is it only that particular township that smells like that i'm not sure because they do have these uh the the pits the mud pits and things throughout the whole of new zealand i do believe but they've got this thermal park where you can go for a walk through the said park Mm -hmm. and there are pools that are fenced off Mm -hmm. with mud that is bubbling and popping up and steam coming off it. Mm -hmm. And I remember we got some fabulous photos. You're going to love the photographic opportunities if you can stand the smell. But knowing how Renata reacted to the spiders in uh, Tasmania, I'm just wondering if we're going to have one of those moments where it's like, nope, we've got to go. I can't stay here. I can't stay here. But we've got three nights accommodation. We do. So we have (laughs) to stay there. Uh, But one of the other things that we are going to do while we are there is we are going to go and book ourselves into the Polynesian Spa. And it is New Zealand's original and iconic geothermal bathing experience with exclusive access to both acidic and alkaline natural mineral springs. Oh, just scrape that skin off me now. We're going to burn those (laughs) lays. We're going to come out softer than babies, but we will be looking at least 25 years younger if we're not down to our bare bones. Uh, Oh, it might lose 
some weight there. <laughs> but we're also, what we're going to do, because I know how you feel about it. I'm not going to be in a bikini in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to book a private pool. It's called the Lake View Private Pool. And it offers panoramic views over Lake Rotorua. And you get to just sit in the pool in the warmth, which apparently is 38.5 degrees Celsius. We get 30 minutes in there. Um, you're not allowed to stay any longer than that because apparently you'll cook to a prune. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, I, I want... What was it, 30 minutes? 30 minutes. 30 minutes, okay. For a health... A healthy bath. Okay. You'd be pleased to know that also includes the towels. Okay, cool, cool. And a drinking fountain and a shower. Fine. <laughs> but right. uh, um, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to loan you a, um, a set of swimmers, aren't I? Your bathers. Yes. Because you don't own any. No, I don't. I don't know whether mine still have any elastic in them. So this is going to be very interesting. Uh, but we will report back. And yes, we will do a little video of it. But it's only going to be from the shoulders up. Ah. Because you guys aren't going to get to see our gorgeousness. Because I think you might all freak out. Mm. Oh, they'd explode from <laughs> the intensity of that experience. Oh, so, yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited for Rotorua. But uh, right now we're going to head off to a song. And we'll be back shortly. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. You're back with Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And, of course, we have to give a big shout-out and a thank you to Thrive Broking, which offers you flexible finance solutions for individuals and small businesses without all that ooky, spooky, spookiness. Make sure you drop them a line and they will help you out. And we thank them so much. Yeah, say hello to Emma for us. Yeah, do that. Now, Renata, where are we going to next in New Zealand? Oh, we're going to the Buried Village. And this is uh, New Zealand's Pompeii. That's what they call it, New Zealand's Pompeii. Yes. Now, I've seen photographs of this Mm -hmm. online. And, um, yes, they have dug out some of the uh, buildings, the huts that were there. Um, And you can go in and sort of have a look at what it all looks like. They've got a museum there as well where they've got artefacts and things that they have dug up. So it's going to be very, very interesting. So do you want to hear all about this? Yes, I do. And I believe there is a ghost story attached to it as well or a... um some sort of legend attached yes. to the eruption. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, is this where I get to say to you, I've been there before. Oh, have you? With my cow? other friends. Oh. <laughs> so do you know how to say the the uh, the uh, words properly? The like the W H word. The the, the um. Maori words? No, I don't. Okay. No, I well, can, I I can look, stuff them up really I, badly for you. I apologise straight away because I I will say these badly, but let's let's get into it. So but that's it, half the fun. <laughs> it all started one winter morning on June 1886 when nearby Lake Terawara water. That's 1886, yeah. 1886, right, yeah. Okay. Where where uh, nearby Lake Terawara's water level dropped. And then oh. abruptly rose. It's like someone pulled the plug on the sink and it went. And then the, the plumbing was blocked and it went back yep. up again. And it went back up again. And then creeks emptied and refilled. Oh, that's really odd. And a ghost canoe filled with Maori warriors were sighted floating into the mists upon a lake. Oh, there was mist as well? Yes. Oh, that sounds... Yes. So, oh, I'd love that. I like yes. a good fog, except when I lived at Nobby's and the foghorn was next to my bedroom. I didn't like it then. And brain fog, I don't like that. Yeah, either. no, brain fog. Oh, I think I feel I'm living in eternal brain fog now. So this was June 1886. Now, on uh, June 10th at 3 in the morning, mm-hmm. 3 a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. Maori and Europeans in Te Wario. Sorry. In the town where the buried village is, yes. village, they awoke to an apocalyptic earthquake. Oh! <gasps> 
everything was moving. There were there was fierce lightning. There were lava fountains and six <gasps> mile high columns of smoke oh and ash God. bursting from the sacred volcano Mount Tarawira. Now, in Auckland, 142 miles north, locals thought that the explosions and flashes came from an attack by Russian warships. What? Back then? Yes. In the 1880s, they thought it was Russian warships? Yes. Wow, not much has changed, has it? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Tell me more. A violent volcanic cataclysm was tearing the area apart. Can't tell I'm reading this. Rearranging the landscape by splitting into two mile wide fissures through mountains and carving out new lakes and destroying others. Oh, that's what I like about New Zealand. Oh, look, I'm really sorry that there's earthquakes and everything all the time. I'm sorry for you guys. But the, the, that uh, those islands are continually reshaping. Shake, they're shaking, rattling and rolling. Yeah. I wonder if we'll feel anything while we're there. Well, we could. Ooh. You never know. No, might, not, be the, not, not, might be the people in the room next to us. Yeah. Don't know. Not wishing anything nope. upon those people. Nope, nope. No. So uh, for six hours, the volcano blasted all three peaks skyward as sheet lightning illuminated its spew of hot mud, red-hot boulders and black ash clouds. That's just so terrifying for the people. Now, monstrous pyroclastic surges rolled down... Oh, you're not reading that. You just know those words. Yeah, I do. ...down the volcanic slopes and buried the village of Te Waiora and its inhabitants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, over 30 earthquakes shuddered uh, as the 10-mile rift sliced through Rake, Lake Rotomahana <laughs> and its vulnerable pink and white terraces. Now, the oh, pink and yes. white terraces is what the uh, Europeans <coughs> would come to see. Apparently, it was absolutely stunningly beautiful. It was like um, uh, formations. They looked like open shells. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they were just stunning and they've been lost forever. I know. Isn't it terrible? Yeah. So we're actually going to be going to the lake where all that was. And um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm just taking over there. Go for it. Well, it's, yeah, because um, I was just reading while you were talking and I've read something wrong way, so I'm, I'm just oh, going to please. read it. I'm going to read it exactly the way I read it just then, even though. Finally, Mount Tarawira finished its blowjob. <laughs> no! It's no! It finished the job by blowing super hot magma into the lake's cold waters, creating a massive steam oh, explosion. Normally that's Sorry me. about that. Yes. Um, the delicate terraces were blown apart after geothermal forces formed these famous natural features for over thousands of years. This is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Because these, like you said, were supposed to be just so magnificent and people from all over the world came to see this now a 400 foot deep crater opened the lake several times larger than the lake itself tore the pink and white terraces apart and sunk its pieces into the crater bottom so gone forever yeah that's like it's something you'd see in a movie yeah opened it up and swallowed it yep yep it's like mother nature said nope nope no no more more. you've had enough of these beautiful things i'm taking them back (laughs) taking them back you don't deserve them oh Yes. But it, it sort of terrifies me because some of these volcanoes are still active. They're dormant, mm. but they're still bubbling away down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a bit like my stomach right now. The, the eruption also took a human toll. So unknown to this day, it's often estimated that 120 uh, died. Yeah. So horribly, the Te Awara's sacred volcano incinerated six Maori v- uh, settlements, destroying families and livelihoods. Uh, worst of all, it vaporized their homeland and the hallowed bones of their ancestors. Yeah. Yep. So now the village of Te Waiora, Waiora, sorry, um, thick ash buried the schools, hotels, and churches, and it's known today as the Buried Village. Yeah, and we'll be able to go there and have a little wander through. And they've, uh, uh, like they did, uh, what's the one in Italy? The Pompeii. Pompeii, where mm. they have excavated. They've yes. done that here, and they've yes. they've excavated some of the huts and the yeah. the, the boats and the uh, items that were buried in the ash and the legend like you said and mentioned earlier is that uh, a few days earlier 
people were staring out onto the lake and they saw this um, this vessel. The phantom canoe. The phantom canoe with the Maori warriors sat side by side um, going up the lake, yeah. travelling up the lake. And people were saying there, there, there is no such thing around at the moment. Yep. There's, there's nothing. And so they were staring at it trying to work out whether, what they were seeing. Yeah. And, uh, it, that, and that was now the they're omen. looking back at it now, they, they yeah. do consider that was an omen yes. to let them know that there was trouble coming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Well, look, we might head off to a song. Uh, thank you for that story, Renata. And when we come back, we'll have more to offer you on Spooky Sundays. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays. Find flexible finance solutions at thrivebroking.com.au. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays. Thanks to our sponsor, Thrive Broking, making all of that spooky finance less scary. Thanks, Emma, so much and the team there for looking after us. So make sure you send them your support as well and uh, send tell them that the, the spooky aunties Anne and Renata sent you. Uh, now... We're going to look at one more thing here, because uh, we're, we're recording this all out of order. It's all over the place, but we're, we're cracking through it because we wanted to make sure you guys found out what we were doing on our New Zealand trip. And I, I sort of had a thought this afternoon. One of the places we're going to is Alberton House, and now that's near Auckland, uh, and or oh, it's in Auckland actually. And I thought, oh, now we've we've put down we're going to go visit that on the Monday, and I, I went and did some research and suddenly discovered oh. it's not open on the Monday. This is going to be one of those traumatic experiences where everywhere we turn up is closed. <laughs> no. no, but we're doing some more research this time before we go, so we're learning. That we're is learning. True. That is true. All right. So now this is a distinctive colonial mansion that was built in 1863 by one of the elite families in Auckland. It was uh, the centre of an estate that stretched as far as the eye could see and apparently it was an absolutely beautiful building, or still is to this day, an 18-room mansion including Oriental-style decorative verandas and towers. Oh, I do like like a a tower. tower. Uh, Famous in the 19th century for its balls, hunts, garden parties and music. Mm. It was the party house for the... Uh, rich and famous. The, the rich and famous in Auckland. <laughs> we never would have been invited. Anyway, um, yeah, so it was owned by Kia or Kerr Taylors, a leading family in Mount Albert, until it was left to Heritage New Zealand in 1972. So I love it when... Um, these beautiful homes are left with also hopefully some money to keep them um, yes. upkept because that's yes. the most important thing. You can't just leave your house to a trust without leaving money to upkeep it because otherwise it becomes a burden. They, mm-hmm. they, can't, they can't maintain it. Um, so the interesting thing with this is that uh, the Al- Alan Kerr Taylor, uh, his second wife was Sophia, and she was an outspoken advocate for women's suffrage. Oh, women yes. should suffer all the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. She she was like the liberation of women and yes. um, and and trying to get us equal rights. Yes. And um, she had they had ten children. Oh God! Well, she yeah s- struck out on that that yep. one. Yeah, they needed to have they needed to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they apparently there was uh, original family furniture and possessions there, including exceptionally rare nineteenth century wallpaper. Oh, isn't it funny what makes the the houses heritage heritage mm-hmm. like Miss Porter's? It was a feminine hygiene belt yes. that made that house saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just find that hilarious. Anyway, there's beautiful gardens uh, with this Alberton house. You can, <coughs> sorry, stroll. I've just had a pie and a bit of <coughs> a bit of uh, flaky pastry's gone down the wrong hole. I'll take that as you will. <laughs> anyway. Um, they have beautiful gardens and you can actually stroll around the lawn and admire the many protected trees, including old oaks. Oh. I need to hug an oak. <laughs> hug an oak. Cali- California redwood. Mm? Japanese cedars. Don't you have a Japanese cedar or something out the front of yours? Um, Your house? A Japanese something. Yeah, Japanese something. Myrtle. Yeah. Uh, rand, 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 rare sandpaper figs and old fruit trees. Mm. Oh, it's meant to be a po... A po-, po-, po- oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, a pa- potpourri. We are struggling so much. <laughs> it's a potpourri. <laughs> oh, anyway, they've got a lovely fountain as well. <laughs> <laughs> and a formal garden. Very nice. I like a fountain. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it makes a nice backdrop for wedding photos. But there are ghosts there. There has been reported ghostly activity. Um, And guess what they've seen? You know what it's like? It's a white lady. There's a woman in a Victorian dress. (laughs) Of course there is. (laughs) I reckon it's the same one. She gets around everywhere. Oh, maybe. Could be just one Victorian woman. She's rent a ghost. She's (laughs) hiding. Everywhere. <laughs> so she's mainly on the first floor where the bedrooms were. Uh, apparently there's a story about a man coming downstairs and asked uh, who was the woman um, that was upstairs. Molesting me. Yeah. <laughs> no. And they just said you were the only one up there. And there was other reports too of people saying, oh, who's dressed up in there um, in period costume? And they're going, no, there's no one else but you here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but they do say that the ghosts at this particular location are only happy Happy spirits mm-hmm. and only happy experiences within the house. No frightening incidents. Happy, happy. No contorted woman doing arts and crafts. <laughs> Scaring the children in the, in the orgy house. Oh, hang on. They might not have heard that story yet. We're out of sequence. So they're going to be going, what the hell? <laughs> I've got no idea. You'll have to wait to the end. You'll have to wait to yeah. the very end. See, that's going to keep you now. You're all going to keep listening now to the end to find out about that one. Anyway. Oh, oh, my God. What a disaster we are at the moment. Um, all right. There's been a lot of sightings uh, as well uh, compared to a lot of other places around the place. But the psychics have been in there and they've seen things. Oh, oh they're spiritually in tune. People have been summoned to specific rooms to talk to the ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh, one example of this was a chef who was assisting with a wedding at Alberton and was summoned from the kitchen to the girls' room upstairs. Apparently he had a Scottish grandma and a mother who were, they call them fae, but to me that's fairy. Yeah. Um, but they said clairvoyant. I think yes. somebody might have got their words muddled no, in that I've article. No, I've heard that before. I know, I've have heard you? that before. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't want to let himself be involved, but at Alberton it was impossible to ignore it when you'd been summoned to the room by a ghost, so he yes. had to go talk mm-hmm. to them. Uh, now what else was there? Oh, there was a lady on the lawn wearing a long old-fashioned dress only seen momentarily and then disappeared but this is the one that I really loved this story there was a very dramatic day where they had a wedding there and there was a bridezilla Mm -hmm. and she was stressed out and she claimed there goes that pie again she claimed that she had been chased out of one of the guest rooms by Kurt Taylor's sister. Uh, and they realised that um, it made sense because the ladies that of Alberton, the original family, would not have tolerated her inappropriate demanding behaviour of the people that worked there. Mm-hmm. So they think that they'd had enough of her and they chased her out of the house. Mm-hmm. But they did um, give her a little reprieve because apparently she did have her puppy dogs involved in the ceremony as ring bearers. So they thought that was okay and they forgave her. Um, Yeah, so um, that's one of the places that we are going to go and uh, visit. There was... A, a story about the manager who was locking up for the night and they heard all these noises that were coming from up in the attic and they thought, oh, my God, what do we do? Do we go up there and face this or do I call the Ghostbusters to come in and help? Anyway, they, they decided they needed to go up and check and they went up the steep ladder into the rooms to see what was going on and they discovered... Opossums. <laughs> opossums. Yeah, they're called opossums. So they're not just possums, they're opossums. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had been trapped in the house. Oh, so they had to then call the rescue people in to come and rescue and get them out of the house. So I'm glad they worked that out and that they, they freed the opossum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they've got, now got a new home. But look, we'll get off to a song now uh, and then we will be back after the next break. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, As you have been told, we are currently either in the air or have landed in New Zealand. And uh, we are just about to start our uh, amazing journey um, in that particular uh, area of the country, 
And um, we are exploring all different places that are haunted. And this is one particular place where we can't stay, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway because we're going to go in and I visit. I wish we could stay. Yeah, we're I going to go. I wonder if they've and... got a coffee shop. Yeah, they'll, they'll, well, they've got a bar. <laughs> so we can we can go and have a drink. And this is the Queen's Ferry Hotel. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be one of the oldest um, places in uh, Auckland. And I'll read you a little bit of history. And this comes from Paranormal New Zealand. And it says, uh, first opened and licensed in 1865. It used to be a general store which burnt down. The Queen's Ferry name is derived from the Scottish hometown of the founding publican John Robertson. Now, he and his wife May took over the manager's role and both died of natural causes on the premises. Ooh, it's got some spooks. Oh, that's got to have ghosts if people died there. Yeah, the Queen's Ferry Hotel is one of two buildings classified by the Historic Places Trust. Um, in Vulcan Lane. Now, apparently the pub is the country's oldest drinking establishment and the first beer was poured on April the 19th, 1865. And so it's seen action across three different centuries. Now, I bet it's seen some action. <laughs> also kept in the basement in the 1800s, you'll love this, were cages in which sailors were locked after drinking sessions so they would not miss their boats the next day. <gasps> oh, wow. Ooh. They've been put in the naughty corner. Yes. So um, ah. The Scots militia met here in the hotel's early days and Freemasons frequented it in the 1880s. The weapon that was used in the infamous Bassett Road machine gun murders The waddy waddy? Remerera. We are going to get in so much trouble over in, there trying to pronounce <laughs> Names. In 1963, was assembled in the hotel cellar and then smuggled out, uh, wrapped in newspaper. There have been three natural deaths in the building, and information is available in a book called The Queen's Ferry Hotel Proprietors. We must have to get that. Oh, now, I want to tell some. Home. I want to tell some ghost stories. So, after, oh, hang on, hang on. Are we we going to bring home maybe some little things from New Zealand we can offer as a prize? We could. I reckon we should do that we for could. our listeners. It'll take us another three months to get that organised, <laughs> but you know, you know what it's like. Um, so, after the barman, oh. Ali, sorry, Ali the barman and Rose the bar manager told us of some of the many stories of mysterious encounters at the bar through the years. Story number one. Here we go. Ali reported that the glass washer nozzle under the beer taps is renowned for spraying guests and staff, (laughs) especially when the ghost is being discussed. (gasps) You know what we're going to do now? (laughs) We're going to sit near that tap and go, oh, I hear you've got a ghost and stare at the tap. Yep. Uh, It was initially queried whether the water might have been dripping from the air conditioning unit, but the range and force of the spray seemed to discount this. Yeah, dripping is very different to a spray. spray. Yep. As well as people hearing the clunk and actually seeing the washer being depressed or oh. alley reports being sprayed up to six times in a single day. Wow. Whoa. Oh, I want to be sprayed. So he Spray also me. said that the Spray bathroom me. light on the third floor storage room is frequently found on in the morning having been turned off before lockdown. Oh, I reckon people have left it on. They're just going to blame the ghost. Now, uh, Rose has worked at Queen's Ferry for two years. She reported that she went downstairs to the basement and went <gasps> into the, the walk-in fridge to fetch a cake. Oh, they've got her, cake, Renata. Her <laughs> friend accompanied her to the basement. The fridge door closed and shut her in the fridge. <gasps> oh, no. Upon questioning, she said that she didn't try the door handle, which is on the inside. This may be because she wasn't aware of it or because her hands were full as a result of carrying the cake or she was so freaked out that she wasn't thinking straight. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, if people... People have been telling her about ghost stories and then she's got stuck down there. You would freak out, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, we wouldn't. We'd get out our recorders and try and capture something. <laughs> so um, Paranormal New Zealand have... Uh, and then eat the cake. Yes. Oh, oh well, we, we'd be set. We've got cake. Yeah, we've, we've got, got cake. Cake if we'd, we had some, you know... We'd it, freeze to death in the freezer, but yeah, we'd, we'd have die cake. having cake. <laughs> we'd be happy. Die happy. Uh, so the team went in. And uh, from Paranormal New Zealand, and they set up um, uh, some investigation equipment in the poker storage room. Um, they Is said, that where they poke her? Oh, Sorry. And um, 
they noticed that torches were switching on and off by themselves. Oh, hang on. Are we talking flashlights here? Oh, I don't know. If they're doing the flashlight experiment, well, I'm I'm going to be having words, okay. particularly down in a cold area. Um, they also went into the gin room on the middle floor oh. and they set up digital cameras and everything. And uh, they said that light sensors were going on and off, motion sensors were going on and off. Ooh, that's and cool. there was no one around. Um, and they sort of did some EVP sessions and things there. They had torches that came um, on and off again. Um, and these are the, the type of torches which are twist to turn on. So there's a little bit of an effort required to make it light up. Yeah, the, the problem with those ones is that when you're holding them in your hand, they warm up. So you put them down and you've got them in that half position. So you've set them when your, your hand is warm. And you set them down and then they cool down and then the contact will touch. And sorry, yeah. I know you hate me. Now, they also went into the basement and they went into the bar and did some work in there. They said the team's thoughts about the place Did they is... work with spirits? I... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, the oh, team's so thoughts in the end. A nice old pub, old stonework in the basement was interesting. It's obviously seen a bit of life in its time. It's in pretty good shape considering it's almost 150 years old, especially when you compare it to other buildings of similar age we've investigated. It looked like it may have been renovated a few times, at least in the main bar and the gin room floors. We all agree that the Queen's Ferry was a very peaceful place overall. And uh, one of the ladies says, for me, the strangest place in terms of sensing activity was the poker room, I think. I frequent the Queen's Ferry and so I am quite familiar with the gin room, which probably doesn't give me an objective view. I think we'll have to do gin cocktail. However, the ladies' bathroom in the gin room is definitely creepy with the lights off. We'll have to go turn the the lights off in the ladies' loo. Now, these guys were in there for eight hours. (gasps) Wow, they're dedicated. And they took 800 photographs. Holy moly. You want big memory cards? God, blimey. 800 photographs. Um, And were unable to document any conclusive evidence to prove the existence of a ghost or ghost's presence within the walls of the Queen's Ferry Hotel Bet you will get ghosts. Oh yeah, because we're special. We'll get ghosts because you know we're turning up and there's got to be coming ghosts. all the way from Australia. Yeah, I ghosts. want a ghost. Or I want my money back. <laughs> oh, that's one's free, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. So let's see what happens. Hey, that's yeah. going to be the Queen's Ferry Hotel. We're going to go in, have a drink, have something to eat, Piece of Possi- cake. possibly have um, try and get an, an interview with someone there so that we can have a chat about whether they've had any experiences and let's go ghost hunting. Fabulous. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Let's head off to a song and we'll be back after this. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays. Find flexible finance solutions at thrivebroking.com.au. Welcome back, everyone. We do hope that you have enjoyed this week's special New Zealand edition. Or New, 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 New Zealand, New, I don't know. Words, words are getting hard <laughs> at this moment in time. So, um, yeah, yeah we, look, fush we, and chops. Fush and chops. Okay. <laughs> we have one more spot that we are going to talk about now. And this one is uh, really awesome because we're actually going to be investigating here in a few days Yeah. Uh, with the team from Haunted, Haunted Auckland. Haunted Auckland Girls. Yeah, the Haunted Auckland Girls. And thank you so much for organising all of that haunted organ we do appreciate it yes we didn't expect it either we would have just been happy to catch up for a cup of coffee but when you said do you want to do an investigation I'm hell like, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is called the lake house art center and i know we've only got a few minutes so yeah. uh, i'm going to go through it really quickly and this is in takapuna so it's a stunning piece of historic real estate built in the 1890s. Everything was built in the 1890s. Yep, and they've lasted um, so well, they've not needed to build another thing since. Yeah, and it's a family home. Um, and in 1997, it was relocated in seven pieces from its original place. Oh, they've done that as, there on, as well. On Hurstmere Road at the northern end of Takapuna Beach. 
They're doing that so well. I like your takapuna. Takapuna. Um, Probably now, sounds nothing like what it actually is. I'm sure that when we get there, we're going to get the Hags girls to actually... Um, Tell us how to pronounce those words. Yeah, and, and how to... Oh, we'll, we'll, never, we'll no. never say it the same way. But tell us a bit about the backstory because apparently it's very unusual. Ooh, very unusual. Unusual different. Yes, very. Um, now, it's early beginnings. Saw it go from a, a house to a hospital to a boarding house. Oh, that's right. It was a brothel. <gasps> it was oh, a brothel? And even... Even utilised by a local cult holding ooh, ooh. semi-regular social orgy gatherings. Oh, so what? <laughs> what? Oh, what? Oh, very nice. We're not still ve- very nice. So, is excuse it- <laughs> me, we're going to lose our sponsor at this rate. No, no, this will be this will be fun. <laughs> they're not still doing that, are they? They're not. Please tell me they're not still doing that. What? Orgies. The orgies. I'm sure someone somewhere is. Oh. Not in that house. No, it's an art gallery now. Be still. Be still, you're beating heart. Now, what have they seen so far? What has been reported? A contorted old woman was seen one day by a young she child. Had one orgy too many. <laughs> doing arts and crafts in one of the lower rooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I want to go there and I want to see that. A contorted old lady doing arts and crafts where the orgies were held. I like now, this place. The woman was apparently squatting high up in the ceiling corner, <laughs> looking down. That's terrifying. Oh, that's terrifying. She was so terrifying, the girl ran out of the room screaming and traumatized. I don't blame her. I bet. <laughs> Now a young girl has been seen several times sitting or standing in the big on the big stairwell. Mm-hmm. She has also been seen upstairs in the top floor corridor. Interestingly, interestingly, there have been multiple reports of small child-sized shadows moving around the building, as well as childlike voices and the pitter patter of running on the wooden floorboards. These shadows have and, been and uh, no. Remembering what it was? No, don't, don't worry. Seven four seven just went past Renata's head. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the shadows have been witnessed by numerous investigators and guests during the team's sessions. This is haunted Auckland has been there a number of times. Yeah, this is really great. They get to investigate yeah. it over and over, so it's almost like a study. Yes, yes. Oh, what are the, what's going to happen when we get there? So one of the investigators, Sam Collier, had a physical interaction during one session when his camera's firmly fixed illuminator lamp was pushed back and twisted around on him as he ascended a small set of stairs. The team has had numerous possible interactions with equipment and trigger lights being manipulated. And at one point, investigator Amy... Who are we going to oh, we see? Oh, we know Amy. Seemingly played a game of dominoes with Patty, the apparent spirit of a young girl uh, that resided at the home. So. I want to hear that story from this Amy. Is, this is exciting. We're going to investigate, but we'll also get some yeah, interviews with, with yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you'll see everything on one of our YouTube videos. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Now, that, that sort of wraps up the show for us this evening. Yes. So what is the thing you are looking forward to most, do you think? Um, mm, On our whole trip. Um, the um, Redwood Forest Walk. Yeah, the Redwood <laughs> Forest Walk. That's going to be beautiful, particularly at night time. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. if you buy a ticket and you go during the day, you're allowed to go back at night. Yeah. And it's all lit up. Like fairyland. Yes. <gasps> no, but we I've are said going. The to, F word. We are going to uh, really enjoy all all of the haunted places as well. I am looking forward to Hobbiton <clears throat> and also to the Polynesian Spa, mm. where we get to sit in soak in that water for our poor old aching bones. <laughs> it's going to cost us a bomb. So if anyone wants to become our Patreon supporter, please do. We'd love you. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. But thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening. Uh, you will hear all about it uh, as the weeks ensue. And, uh, of course, you'll have YouTube videos. We thank Thrive for once again being our sponsor for Spooky Sundays. We will be back live in studio next Sunday. But until then, we are leaving you with a song. Have a blessed week and um, yeah, awesome. get onto our Facebook pages to watch what's going on. And YouTube, Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good. You can find us there. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our True Hauntings podcast, our Diary of a Ghost Hunter podcast, and of course, catch up on the Spooky Sundays podcast. See you on the dark side, everyone. Stay spooky. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call. 
Pauline, Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business.